It's the Thomas Anonymous show right now, and we, and we gotta go on with the show, because that is how we're gonna do. Welcome to the Thomas Anonymous show with your host, Tommy Natoli. That's me. This is the best LGBTQ plus podcast featuring members and allies of the community. They share their experiences growing up, coming out, and all the fun in between. It's hilarious, poignant, and salacious. So you better buckle up, because it's going to be a truthful, sparkly ride. Welcome to the show, everyone. Yay, me, I know, wonderful. Look, I'm not really in the mood today. I'm an elderly college student. Classes are back, you guys. I have a 4.0. I'm busy. Okay, so here's part two with me and Keith Andrew. Okay, great. But I do wonder, like, um, once the floodgates open for you, you know, after after your uh, your lunchtime um, bathroom break or whatever, um, like, how did you find people to hook up with? Did you was this? Did you always meet people in like real life, or was this on apps? Or like, once the floodgates were open? How did Keith Andrew go about um, finding his, you know, fun times? Um, it was all at dinner parties. So there was this, there was this time. It was really weird. It was like when we were seventeen, eighteen. Whenever our parents would go out, we'd go, "Guys, I'm going to cook dinner. Let's come out. Let's cook dinner, and then eat dinner, and then get ready and go to a club." That's what we were doing at that time. For some reason, there was this thing going around that we were so grown oh, up. Wow. Do you know what I mean? 17. Yeah, that is so super grown, grown up. up. And of course, I wasn't going to the nannies anymore, was I? And my parents were still working. So there was no one ever in our house. So we right. used to have people around all the time. In fact, I used to come home. My brother would be like, oh, I've got blah, blah, blah coming around. I'd go, well, I've got blah, blah, blah coming around. So, yeah, we need to find out. He's like, well, I'll tell you what. Um, you come around, cook dinner at like six till eight and then you go and get ready and then I'll have my mates round eight till ten and we'll go and get ready so that's we, we sort of made like <laughs> arrangements it was one of these people that no matter what party you went to even if you went to a party of someone he obviously didn't know he would always be there in the corner smoking a split he'd be like what are you doing here like, how do you know <laughs> these people <laughs> you know and he'd be like oh uh, yeah um I heard there was a party and I'm here. I'm like, you don't even know these people. What are you doing here? So uh, that was pretty much like our relationship. <laughs> it's like, he just used to turn up. I'd, we had a Monopoly like night. A secret agent. Night. I went round to my friend Anna's house. We all went round there. There was about 13 of us. We all went round there to play Monopoly. It was a Monopoly night. And I turn up and my brother's in the corner smoking a slip. And I'm like, how? <laughs> this is a Monopoly night. How are you here doing drugs? He's like, well, Anna invited me. I was like, oh, my God, because my, my friend Anna had a crush on him. So, yeah, oh that, my happened. God. Just... that happened a lot. <laughs> he was like the FBI. But, uh, He'd just already be there, like, yeah. lurking in the corner. <laughs> yeah. I think he was just looking out for me, to be honest with you, but, um, but whilst getting stoned, as you do. But it was, yeah, it was house parties. So I'd get invited around to other people's houses and, you know, like That's um, hard. my friend. My friend Christine, you know, used to invite me around and I'd go around there and there'd be a different gay guy every time. And she'd be like, hi, this is Trevor. Or hi, this is Ricky. And I'm like, okay, okay. I Great. know what I'm doing tonight <laughs> or who I'm doing tonight. 
Yeah. Um, Come on, Trevor. So, Ricky, you're busy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was like um, sort of my the way of doing it. I'm going to the club as well. You know, when I was doing my A levels, you know, there was loads of gays at college, and uh, we'd all make out with each other at one point. You know, at the club. You know, it it wasn't <sighs> so really great. a big deal. Right. It wasn't yeah. Really a big of course. Deal. Yeah. There was one it's just fun. Called, there was one guy called Kevin who um, I used to make out with a lot, but then he got with my friend Claire. But we still found it quite difficult not to break that cycle of making out with each other. So I said to Claire, I said, look, I've, I've, I've made out with him and I feel bad. She's like, make out with him. It's fine. She went, You're not doing anything else, are you? And I said, no, it's just making out. She's like, that's fine. I don't mind. So we <laughs> oh, I love her. To, like, make, we continued to like make out whenever, you know, we were in that state, in the state of uh, of that, you know, wanting to do that. So she didn't care. Very open group oh, of friends that's I had. Because they, were all act- because they were all actors. Do you mean actors well, and that's are like, the most open people? This is like uh, college age. Is, is that is that where we are right now? Is that when all this was Yeah, happening? college age. I studied, um, yeah. I studied yeah. Uh, drama, musical theatre, um, uh, uh, production, English literature, Media studies. They were my A levels. I, you know, there's something about that age where I, I mean, I did the same thing. It's like you get totally shit tank drunk, and then you start making out with people. Um, I wish I got to make out with a lot of guys. I only made out with like a few guys, but um, but also it was like when I was in acting school in New York, like I I would make out with so many girls, and I never ever cared. Like if 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 any straight guy out there needs to get girls like just pretend you're gay because they really do just flock to you <laughs> but yeah I, that that like college years i just i it's like a blur of drunk of drunk makeouts i you know lots of making out and i i loved it it was fun it yeah it's a good time and it's like you know you get really excited that your heart races in those years because you're like oh my god this is like so yeah. exciting you know and you know there's something about you know something about a Thursday night. There's still something about a Thursday night. I mean, we're in a Thursday night right now, but Thursday night still holds <laughs> a very special place in my heart. Because Thursday nights were dinner, out. You know, we'd finish college, we'd go home, we'd chill for a while, we'd cook dinner at someone's house, everyone would pile around there, and then we'd hit hit the town and get absolutely fucked. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. to college on, on Friday morning, and all the uh, all the tutors going, did you all go out last night? We'll be like, can you just keep the noise down a little bit, please? <laughs> You're <Yep. really> loud. <laughs> I love that. But um, do you remember yeah, how you how, how do you remember how you figured out like <laughs> how did you figure out how to masturbate? Did you know? Very did you young. did you Very did you young. know what it was? I ask people. I ask people this. I ask everyone this question. It's such a random question, but. I asked people because I had no idea what it was like. No one ever explained anything to me. So by the time I discovered that part of my body and, and, and what it did and how it functions, like I thought I was an insane person who was dying. So I always like to have people like walk me through, like, how, how'd you figure it out? Did you know what it was? What was it like? Uh, I think I first figured it out when I went into the bathroom at our house and my brother, my old, my brother Greg had been in there previously, and had not taken his um, his material 
out with him. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, and then oh I was my God, like, that's oh, okay. Yep. <laughs> After I examined the um, the sticky pages, I sort of realized, mm-hmm. you know, maybe mm-hmm. something was going on here. And then obviously, you know, people would talk about it at school. So I think like eight or nine, eight, nine, I was like learning about it. Wow, you were early, early bloomer. early on. Oh, yeah. But then I, I think I was, I was quite um, sexually minded from quite a young age anyway. I think even right. like, very, like quite young. I remember there was a guy called Jay. And um, this is an infant school. So I must have been like maybe six, seven, eight. And he used to tell mm-hmm. dirty stories. He used to tell do- dirty stories in the Wendy house. <laughs> oh yeah wow i remember it so so vividly he used to like you know make like tell story like stories that were obviously like rude to us then but not now they were probably just like yeah and i saw her boob or uh yeah know, yeah i like like i saw her an ass or something and you're like hey mm-hmm. but actually like mm-hmm. now you're like oh, that's <laughs> um but yeah jay jay i can't remember his surname but he yeah quite quite young actually I remember having quite like sexual thoughts from like quite a young age, not to actually like, enact those thoughts, but aware of my, of, of sex from probably yeah. like, like maybe six, seven years old. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm always, I'm always fascinated by people who, you know, didn't have any kind of thought about anything until way later in life. I had a crush on a boy in like first grade, like six or seven years old. And I didn't know it was a crush and I didn't have like, I don't, you know, like those sexual feelings that we get as adults. I just knew that, like, I was like super into that boy. I used to think about that boy. I wanted to know about that boy, that boy, that boy, that boy. You know, so yeah. um, it's it's oh, so funny how like, you know, people will, you know, say that we choose to be gay or that we weren't, gay, but like I remember always being gay, like forever. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. I remember having like sexual dreams quite young age of like people from school. Hey, you guys! <gasps> Thomas Anatomy! Oh, I miss you! <laughs> I never hear from you anymore. I never see when you're alive. But I love you and I miss you. I know that you slide through my shows every now and again, and I love you. And I'm obsessed with you. And I absolutely adore you. Keith Andrew 2020. You know that I love you, and you know that I adore you. You know that I'm obsessed with you. But I never get to talk to any of my gay team anymore. Maybe I should start, like, a, a group chat full of, like, my favorite LGBTQIA content creators so that we can all stay in touch, because I, I miss you guys. Yeah, do that. I saw you were online, and I just wanted to send you love. And really express my disheartened emotions that I never get to talk or see from you guys anymore. I love you. Oh, Vinny Blanco, you know I love you so much. Oh my god. And I think the same thing. I I do. I go into his rooms and I listen a little bit. But it's always very serious and I feel like I don't want to chime in with like my ridiculousness. But I do love you, Vinny Blanco. You know I love you. We have to chat again soon. Absolutely. And you know know, um, that I admire everything that you do, Vinny, on here. It's uh, incredible. You do a grand job, my friend. Oh, so much ambition. I don't know. I don't know where he gets it from. Anonymous anonymous show. Twang.
Yes. <laughs> Keep the theme song coming. Hey, Keith, it's Leash. Uh, just coming through to show some love. Hope you're having a great week. Thanks, Leash. Hi, Leash. Next. <laughs> hey, Keith, Andrew. Hey, Thomas, Anonymous. It is Miss Boston. Just hanging out here to figure out what is the Tom- Thomas Anonymous show about. Wishing everybody a great show. I'm just going to clap it up and uh, get a feel for some new content. I've been looking for new stuff and new people. And so here I am, Miss Boston. Here's a kiss for you. I did give it to Aww. you from six feet because I understand. Oh. I, I get it. Hi, Miss Boston. <laughs> They're the best kisses to have. Oh, right. thanks, Miss Boston. We Thank should talk. I'm from Boston. That's where I grew up. That's where Thomas Anonymous hails from. So I'd love to to hear uh hear more of miss boston that's cool yeah My thank tweet you so tweets. much for everyone coming to join us oh there's another keith in here brandon lee keith hello brandon lee keith how are you <laughs> uh, brandon and we lee are we're, we're... i love that that's a great name darth s2 um s tillo hello there miss boston of course hi guys i'd like to give a just want to give a big shout yeah. out quickly to Catherine Twenty Twenties who's listening and has been clapping it up through the whole time. So <gasps> thanks, Catherine. Yeah, she has. I know I have such a bad habit of forgetting about my list because I get so like just wrapped up in your avatar talking to me. Um, I love <laughs> Catherine Twenty Twenty. I loved your show yesterday. I know you guys do a lot on here, but um, the game show that you did yesterday with the 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 movies, I. Yeah. I loved it so much. I loved like every time there was like, okay, here's this, here's the, and it was a pause. Like I was cracking up. I was doing dishes and like cleaning my kitchen, but I was <laughs> laughing my ass off. And ultimately I, um, I ended up, you know, getting busy and I didn't know answers, but God, you guys are so funny. I love it. I love it so much. Well, it's no fun when it goes right the whole time, is it? I, never I mean? fun. In fact, I probably would have, I probably would have lost attention if it had gone perfectly the whole time, but it was just, it was great. <laughs> it was perfect exactly. content. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes it's better when um, things like that. It's how you do it. It's how you follow on from it. It's how you improvise that makes it either successful or not. So you can make a big joke out of it, and it makes it, you know, enjoyable for the audience because they're like, "Oh God, what's going to happen next?" <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so fun. It's so fun. Okay, fantastic. So first and foremost. What is Keith Andrews' favorite and least favorite word? We're looking for words here. Ooh, um, I think probably, do you know what? I think my favorite word is choose, choose. As in not like Ooh. doing something that's choose. You get to choose. It's choose. What in the word, but choose. And I think it comes from uh, the movie Ghostbusters, where at the end she goes, choose. But she says it in such a glorious accent that I remember watching that that film was like when I was a kid and hearing the word choose. And for some reason, um, I used to love it. Choose. Yeah, I think choose is my favorite word. Uh, said choose. Yeah, yeah that's um, the first I've heard. I don't remember that in Ghostbusters. I'm going to have to watch that movie again. Uh, yeah, and I think that uh, obviously words like uh, unlimited... Um, are, are my favorite words for what they sort of relate. You know, I love anything that's unlimited. Uh, well, of that's course. That's always a great word. <laughs> um, but I think worst words. Yeah, like what's I your least know. favorite? What don't you like? Oh, I think like words that 
do you know what? I always, when I was going through um, speech therapy, uh, one of the things we used to have to do is relate words to colours because oh. basically you'd see the word, relate it to a colour, and then that would sort of um, relate that to the, the, the word and how to say. So words that I don't like in my mind, I relate to sort of like uh, sort of green, like a dark green. That oh, Words like that to me are like, are like dench. That's a word that I relate with, like a dark green colour. Oh my god! Like, okay. Um, anything that's that's a bit like oh, that sort of turns your nose up a little bit. You know what I mean? Anything like that. Whereas, like, choose for me is like choose is the uh, the colour wise is like a yellow or a, a light like a mauve colour. Whereas, stench or bog or you know um, any words like that that are, are sort of words that describe something that would be an attack of the senses that for me is like a dark green color so that's how i sort of imagine words oh i've lost you thomas yeah i was just saying like the color palette relating to uh words do you know what i mean it's um i still incorporate i still see words as colors which is really I, weird do you know what i mean like, i love that connection that you have with words and colors like that's super interesting yeah. that that's what helped you and then and that it's like kind of still in there you know I use it a lot when I'm acting. If I'm doing a play, I will underline words and then write a colour. And that helps me then link um, them to emotion. Do you know what I mean? Like red, obviously anger, green, jealousy. You've got blue, contentment. Do you know what I mean? So there's like, that's That's how I sort of work through the the emotion palette as well with colour. Colour is very, very important to me in my life. I love, you know, colours and... uh, you know, stuff that stand out like black and yellow to me are my favorite combination of. Uh, I know that black's not a color, but you know, for shade, but black and yellow or red and black, do you know what I mean? Like a really bright, bright red. Them, them two things to me are really like a really standout thing. So, yeah, I mean, I know you're saying about favorite words, but um, it's it's not so far away to ask me what my favorite color is because that relates very closely to how I see language. I love that. And you have your uh, your rainbow halo. So this whole time we've been talking about colors, like I have colors on top of your head to actually reference. So exactly. Every time I'm like, oh, there's the green, yep, the red. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. All right. Um, let's that. move along my little list here. And I would like to know who are your now. OK, here's the thing with my second question. I would love if we could pick one, but I know how us gay people are. So you can choose up to three. But I would like to know okay. your top gay icon. Top three if you want, but like the best gay icon to you. It's the top three gay icons for me. I know. It, it's a tall order. Oh. I'm sorry to put you on the spot, but it has to be done. <laughs> yeah. I, gay icons. I mean, there's obviously <clears throat> like musical icons that I used to listen to that, made, that used to make me, make me feel a bit freer when I was younger. Yeah. Even though I'm not like uh, a massive fan of hers, I think anyone would say if you lived in the UK that Kylie Minogue was definitely a huge, like, you know, icon. That's what, yeah, that's you know what, what I mean? I've she heard. I mean, I know Kylie Minogue, but yeah, I've, that's what I've heard that she's huge in the UK. Huge! Oh, God, yeah. She was like uh, Fever and uh, Can't Get You Out of My Head. Do you know what I mean? That was the song that I used to listen to. Oh, yeah, I was in the yeah. Club and it, 
you know, that to me is like probably the most standout song of my youth. Can't get you out of my head by Kylie Minogue. That definitely just stands out to me. Um, also, I think uh, Marsha P. Johnson, obviously, like massive with Stonewall. Yeah. Pretty much the person who started that whole movement. Uh, drag queen, you know, she's a like a very like outspoken advocate for the get for gay rights and uh, totally. yeah, definitely Marsha Johnson definitely up there. Um, but you know what? I'm gonna say for number one, my gay icon number one is going to be. It's really difficult, isn't it? It is. Really I know. Hard. I'm sorry. I, I should have sent. I should have sent this to you beforehand so you could think about it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to go with, uh, like, I, I knew who it was really in my mind to begin with, but I'm going to have to go with it. And it's going to be Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry is my, is my gay icon. He was um, I don't know who that is. an actor, com- actor, comedian in the, in the UK, uh, ha- has had struggles all of his life with mental health. Um, he's, he's tried to end his life a few times. Uh, and then he publicly came out as gay. Uh, he presented a TV show called QI. But why I think he's the most standout um, gay icon to me is he is like, he's pushed against so many sort of stereotypes. He's like, he's basically the brain of Britain. He's so intelligent. It's ridiculous. Yeah. He's written three books recently called Mythos, Heroes and Troy, where he's basically broken down and explains uh, the Greek Greek mythology, and also uh, written a book about how gr- uh, Greek language links to how we speak today. It's ridiculous, like oh, wow. how he explains it. It's beautiful. He's like the one of the. He's up there for me with uh, David Attenborough as like the wow. grandfathers of the of of the UK. Um, and the reason why he's a gay icon for me is because he's gone through so much pain and so much hurt. But he's come out the other side, you know, um, so much stronger and so respected. And like, you know, if you ask uh, the majority of English people about Stephen Fry, they'll go, oh, my God, I love him. Oh, wow, he's just I amazing. He's just an amazing human being. Uh, if if I, you want um, to have to research him, yeah. Full glory, what I would say is um, if you can find the audio book of one of his uh, Greek mythology um, stories and you'll just be swept away. He's got a beautiful voice. He's he's got a beautiful voice. He's just a beautiful. Yeah. He also does a lot of charity work and um, yeah, he's just great. He's done. He, he's um he's in a lot of films as well. He played Oscar Wilde in um what in the what in the uh, I think it was called Wilde the movie. Played him opposite Jude Law. He was in the film Beef of Vendetta. He's been in a lot of films as well. I think it's in Paddington maybe. If you look at him on IMBD, he's been in a lot of films. How do you, like, what inspires you, Keith? Like, what turns you on creatively? Like, how do you get inspired? Um, I would say mythology inspires me. Do you know what I mean? Looking back through the years and finding, like, little nuggets and seeds of things that have been planted thousands and thousands of years ago that are only coming to fruit now, whether it be language, whether it be politics, whether it be literature, things that like have that have been going on for years and years and years that are building up to something in humanity that really turns me on creatively i like that idea of the past really having an impact on the present and even the future um i'm a massive geek when it comes to things like 
theories of time travel, theories of the multiverse, yes. things like yes. that really turn me on. Yes. Time, time paradoxes. I'm obsessed with time paradoxes. You oh know, like God, the bootstrap yes. paradoxes. Uh, me and Catherine were speaking today about the Mandela, you know, theory. Um, we're actually going to do a show about that. So things like that really, like, turn me on. I've always been a fan of shows, you know, like uh, Doctor Who, um, things like Lost, you know, things that have a really, uh, like, central mystery um, and that have things going on around them. But, yeah, I think um, stuff like that really turns me on. Do you know what I mean? Like, the idea of the complexities of it. Not necessarily going, oh, well, if you go back in time and shoot your grandfather, you know, how could you have existed? Yeah, that's the obvious <laughs> one. But the complexes, you know, if you go back in time and you, uh, you, cro- and you cross the road and you uh, prevent a car... Like you, you know, the car stops yeah. to let you cross, and that car goes on. But if that car hadn't have stopped and carried on, that car would have probably might have been involved in a car accident, or that person might have arrived too late for something to happen to them. So there's the little finer, you know, butterfly. Yeah. Uh, that really turns me on creatively. Another thing that turns me on is um, LGBTQ plus uh, drama and material. I know that there's a we spoke about it yesterday. It's a sin. Um, yes, I know that everyone I'm is so telling me to watch it. Yeah, I've watched um, pretty much every single episode of anything that Russell T Davis has ever done. But um, I think at the moment with COVID and the situation and everything that's going on, I don't think mentally I'm in the right place for it right now. I am going to save yeah. it till like there's, till there's a little brighter horizon. I think uh, little nuggets of things in life. Uh, but that's I, smart. That really yeah. like. That, that infuses me as well, you know, like um, drama about, like real drama about real relationships, you know, in the in the gay community. That really uh, inspires me too. Oh yeah, my God, definitely. let's move on because I'm just falling more in love with you. Jesus Christ. And we have a time travel question <laughs> later on. So I'm, I'm excited to get to question nine because we're going to get into time travel. Ooh. Okay, but I know. And <laughs> when you said that, I was like, oh my God, I can't wait to get to number nine. Um, what... <laughs> If you had to choose, like, one song that would be Keith Andrews' personal anthem, what would that song be? These are tough, hard-hitting questions. Uh, this is real journalism happening. <laughs> I says there is one song, really, that um, I listen to it and I cry. You know, I, I, that I could cry be good. so much. Um, is it a good cry, though? It's a cry of, basically, the song is talking about the, myster- the mysteries of life you know, and the things of, you know, that no matter what is going on in your life right now, no matter what pain or what pleasure or whatever emotion you're going on, the world is still spinning. You know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. you could be going through the worst times, but the world around you is still spinning. You know, it's not all that bad. Things are moving on. And it's um, it's the song is by uh, Julie Cruz and it's called The World Spins. And the first time I ever heard it, it was used in an episode of, of my favorite TV show, Twin Peaks. And uh, the way it's related in that show, but then if you listen to it isolated as well, it's just absolutely stunning. It's so beautiful. And the words really hit home with me. If you sit and you close your eyes and you listen to that song, it takes you to places that you didn't realize were inside you. And that's what I really love about it. Oh, see, that is a good anthem. That's a good song choice. Yeah. But if I wanted a b- big booming anthem, like if um, I was to like go out there and t- to a song, like if I was a wrestler, like my song, mm-hmm. it yeah. would have to be, um, 
it would have to be It's My Life by Bon Jovi. Oh, that's it's a good one too. Yeah. I don't want to live oh, just, Yeah, that's a yeah. good one for like a big grand entrance. Yeah, absolutely. Again, again, because that was around, that came out around the time that I was sort of, you know, starting to fancy people and, you know, going out with my friends, you know, so like you'd be getting ready in the mirror and, and having that blasting out. It's a proper confident, you know, anthem and, it's my it's actually my karaoke song as well it's my go-to uh karaoke song oh yes it, it, it does it never fails to get people punch in the air like yeah that's a good karaoke I mean? song that's the that's the ticket yeah. with karaoke you got to pick a song that everyone knows and everyone loves that way we can all root for you i hate when people go up and do karaoke and they do some obscure c track that nobody knows that's a good karaoke yeah. song. <laughs> Remember, kar- kar- this is the thing. People don't realize the karaoke, you're entertaining the audience, not yourself. People want to entertain right. themselves by singing a song that they like. But actually, you're getting up and you're performing for other people. So you have to find something that is, you know, universally known, loved, and it's going to get people on their feet rooting for you. Whereas if you, if you send like, like the B track to an Oasis album that nobody knows, <laughs> the only person rooting for you is yourself. Everyone else yeah. is like bored out of their brain. Yeah, so, totally, uh, totally. Yeah. Oh God, I'm so glad we get each other. <laughs> Let's talk about noises. <laughs> Let's talk sounds and noises because mm. I want to know what sound or noise okay. do you love, and what sound or noise mm. do you hate. I don't. I really like the sound of footsteps. More specifically, you... gravel or walking on stones on the beach. I love that sound of like the oh, shit, that's a good of one. Sounds like underneath you. I grew up in a, like, I, very close to the seaside town. I spent all my time at the beach. I go for walks every day. You know, I go to a different place and explore all the time. And I'm a very audible person. So I, I listen to a lot of things more than I, I see them, really. Um, yeah. So I love that sound of, like, like, hard footsteps on, like, a marble floor or the crunch Ooh. underneath your feet of... Uh, of pebbles or gravel or stones. I love that. That's my favorite. Sounds oh, I, I don't like any kind of like loud thumping on a on a hard surface. So like um I think that definitely like someone comes shaking their leg. A, no, like banging on a floor. So like if you're in a room below and someone is banging on the floor above you, like banging like their foot on the uh-huh. floor. I don't like that sound. Like any kind of like <laughs> do, 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 do. you know what I mean? I don't like that sound. Yeah. It, it, um, oh, yeah. It, it unnerves me. It causes me anxiety, like the boom, 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 like the thumping on a wall or a floor. Um, yeah, definitely that. Um, you would have hated uh, that... my friend Kate's house because her mom used to, we used to hang out in her basement and her mom, in order to get us, would she'd be upstairs and she would thump her foot on the floor like three times, like boom, boom, boom. It, w- it would have drove yeah. you crazy. Well, I think, the reason why, <laughs> I think the reason why I hate that sound is because... Uh, that's what my mum used to do to me to get my attention. Boom, boom, boom on the floor. And I'd oh. go, what? And she'd be like, your room is an absolute state. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> so maybe that's why I don't like it. But yeah, boom, boom, boom. I don't like that sound. All right, question number six. What... You may have thought about this before. I'm not mm-hmm. sure. But what is or or what would be if you had if you had to pick one? What would be your drag name? I've already got it. I've already know. <laughs> you got it. 
my drag my drag name would be Polygraph. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love that. Polygraph coming to the stage. Polygraph, yeah. Because you'll never know what was a lie and what was the truth. <laughs> oh, she's never, a sneaky my, bitch. No, no, it'd be Polygraph, my beauty never lies. Oh, <laughs> bitch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, That's um, a good one. I am Polygraph, copyrighted. Cop- <laughs> Trademarked. <laughs> yeah. All right, here's 100%. a good one. This is, this is one of my favorite. This is a classic Lipton one. Um, what is your favorite curse word? There's a lot to choose from. Pick wisely here. A lot of great, yeah. great classics. I mean, does uh, it have to be a single ones? word or could it be a combination? It could be a combination. We do what we want. Obviously, I think the, the I think cunt is a very powerful word, but I think the problem with cunt now is that it's used way too much. Mm-hmm. It's always good. Yeah. That is always a word that you pull out when there's like nowhere to go. Do you know what I mean? When you've got nowhere to go. That's what that's what I would call a walk away word. So you drop Absolutely. that and then you walk yeah. away. Do you know what I mean? It's it's yeah. the, it's the finish. It's the it's the polish on your on the argument. But, and people um, have used that word a lot more lately. And it, and and when you use it too much, it loses its power. And that word is great. That word has a lot of power. Like you said, it's a good, like yeah. you can drop that word and just end whatever you know situation you're in. <laughs> I mean, me and my sister have made up uh, curse words that we call each other. Um, pretty much um, <laughs> every birth every birthday and Christmas card. Um, has been signed by um, dear Fanny Pump. Happy birthday! <laughs> Is this the bat sister? sister? Yeah, bat sister. Um, God, she's and fun. <laughs> and, I've, and I've all yeah, and I've written to her in her Christmas and birthday cards for God about five years now. Dear Spunk Bubble, uh, happy <laughs> Christmas. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So I'm she's Spunk Bubble. I'm Fanny Pump. Uh, so they're two that we uh, <laughs> sort of created. Yeah, I love that of homemade course, Fanny words. Means something. Fanny means something slightly different here in the UK. It's not. It's a front bottom here in the UK, so it has a different meaning. Front bottom, like so, your your front private area, not your back private area of a woman. Oh, got it. Copy that. Okay. So a woman's Fanny is a vagina. So when you're saying Fanny got... pump, you're actually saying vagina pump. <laughs> Just so you know, oh, I, love, I love that you but, guys made up your own curse words. That's great. <laughs> yeah, so Fanny Pump and and Spunk Bubble, I think, are my two favorite because they're 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 the affectionate terms that I call my siblings. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, what uh, what profession, what profession other than your own would you like to attempt? I'd like to, I'd love to be a, a documenter for television and movie. So I'd love to be like a person that, you know, writes books about films or writes books about TV shows. You know, it goes well into the to the detail. The yeah. problem is, and I know this is going to shock so many of your your lovely listeners, but the, um, <laughs> the bottom line is, even though I am, you know, a chatty person, I'm not very academic. I don't think I could write a short story. Right. I don't think I could write a paragraph. I'm just not very good at... Um, wording things speaking them like if i was to create a story or yeah or a review or speak about something off like from the top of my head i would do so much better than if i had to write it down i was never academic at school i was always i did i did okay in my exams 
but that is because you know I basically got told by my parents to sit down and work hard at it, otherwise right, you're not going to yeah. get anything. But now, you know, like I, I read. I'm a big reader. Reading is not a problem for me. But actually, putting a pen to paper and writing something, um, I'd get bored. I'd get bored. I, I would, because there's no. I, I like the immediacy. I mean, this is why I like my profession now. I'm an actor, theatre actor, primarily. Yeah. I like that. I like that because you get a round of applause at the end. You know, you know immediately whether your audience like it or not. Because you know oh, yeah, the immediacy sure. is there. If you, if you tell a joke, the audience laugh at you right there in front of you. Oh yeah. If you, um, you know, if you're a villain, people will boo or you know, and they know, you know that that's an immediate reaction. But if you're writing something, not only does it take so fucking long to write it, but then you have to get it published, <laughs> and people have to read it, yeah. and oh god, oh, no, yeah. no, 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 no. So what it's would I, horrible. what would I like to do? I'd love to be uh, a film. And TV historian, why aren't I doing that? Because I ain't got the patience, <laughs> all the skill. <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. All right, let's no talk time flaws. travel for a second. Okay. <laughs> um, my number nine question is: if if I had a time machine right now and you could go back and live in any year in history, and you could also you know make yourself any age, but you have to go back and stay there forever. What 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 year would that be? And basically, what would be your plan? Not ask this, by the way. <laughs> this got, is a Thomas Anonymous a, special. <laughs> yeah, I've got a um, a little bit of an obsession with two time periods: uh, the Dickensian London. I'm I'm fascinated with uh, Dickensian London. Um, love everything about it. Love the, you know, the age of Dickens, Sherlock Holmes. You know, Dracula. Ooh, yeah. You know, like okay. sort of turn the century that at time. I'd love that, but I wouldn't know what my plan was. I think my plan would probably be to find uh, a new a new bank, like maybe Barclays, put a put a farthing, and then live on the interest back in my own time. I think that would probably be my plan. <laughs> but um, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Put some money in the bank and then travel back to twenty twenty one, and hopefully that money would have. Uh, with the uh, you know the rate of um oh, what do they got inflation that that might be a lot of money but um i don't know i think obviously everyone like romanticizes about that time you know dickensian london and you know at the time of jack ripper and all that i think people romanticize it but i you know it, it probably was horrible you know it probably stunk i know people right throwing their shit out onto the streets and you it know stunk. nasty Ugh. yeah um, I would like to go back and have some romantic relationships with the Romans because apparently the Romans were all oh, about the gay yeah. sex. I know that I I would go back with you. That would be yeah because the there was there was so much uh, more. I don't know. Like it seemed like they had this kind of sexual revolution that just got buried and then people didn't do that anymore. But like yeah, I would love to go have a Roman orgy and watch all of that wonderful gay sex going down because there was a lot of it happening. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Again, they didn't wash much. So I would definitely I know. have to get them all paid. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think, yeah. You know, I, you know what I was saying about my, my least favorite word was stench? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know We'd I, have to bring some so, body wash back to Yeah. Back I'd us. bring some, some app or uh, some dove soap <laughs> or something. 
Oh my Definitely. god. All right. I have one one final question. This is a James Lipton classic. If heaven exists, mm-hmm. what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? What would I like to hear God say? Yep, Keith know. Andrew arrives I, I, fresh, freshly dead from planet Earth and you arrive at the gates and there's there's the 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 head person in charge. <laughs> what are they going to say to you? Uh did you find it? <laughs> <laughs> excellent excellent well thank you so much for having me on the show i've really enjoyed it thank you so much for sharing all that you shared with us i know i'm a bit nosy and i have weird questions so thank you for um for coming to play and dealing with me and my shenanigans and of course i love you as always and i will talk to you soon as we do absolutely you take care my friend love you lot all right love you bye. I want to thank my guests today for being on the show, and I also want to thank you for listening. I don't have my script in front of me, because if you heard the opening of this show, I don't really care about this episode. Okay, bye!